The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. I'm your host, Patrick Shabasty with Omni Premier Marketing. So excited to have our guest today, Matt Hendrickson of DILimplant.com. Matt, say hello to everyone. Hello, everybody. It's nice to nice to be on the program. Thanks, Patrick. I appreciate you letting me join. Yep. This is great to talk to you. Before the show, we were talking a little bit about weather and I know you're based in Salt Lake. We're based in uh, Denver. You work with dentists uh, all over the country. I know you've got an extensive uh, career in dentistry. I think that's uh, fantastic supporting the community. Matt, why don't you tell us your travels, the phone calls that you're having, the conversations with dentists, what are some problems and challenges that you see that the dentists are having today? And then we'll get into the solutions for those problems. Yeah, no, it's a great question. And it's, you know, there's it, dentistry is such an awesome profession with so many opportunities, but there are a lot of challenges right now too, right? That people are dealing with as dentistry changes, the way dentistry is run, more precisely managed, a little bit more competitive, things like that. And and so really kind of the, the, the biggest issue that I I spend most of my time on is implant related and the importance that dental implants kind of plays in being able to compete, you know, as far as being able to, you know, boost revenues, boost profitability and in, in, in what's more of a business environment than it was 20 years ago. And implants really seems to be taking, a, I think, a really important aspect in that. And so that's kind of the area that I, Patrick, I kind of focus on the most that I think is is an opportunity and and, and challenging for some practices. So so let's just let's talk about some things that dentists can do to really boost up their their implant business, right? So what can they do to better? What can they do to bring in more patients? Tell us what are what are some of the secrets? What are you, what are some things that are working and, and helping dentists out there? Yeah, and 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 yeah, and, and the reason I guess the suit kind of ties together, I guess, a little bit more on the reason that I think it can be challenging for some people is there's so many practices and so many doctors who want to start placing implants. They recognize it's very profitable business, very, you know, limited overhead if it's done properly, you know, limited amount of chair time, again, if it's done properly. But the challenge that I see related to it is that the reality in, in today's world today, dentists who are graduating from a general dental program, the average is just over one out of two dental students graduate getting to actually place a single implant. And so, you know, they're kind of coming out into a into a an atmosphere where it's a procedure they would like to do, but just something they don't get a chance to do much of through school. And, sure. and of those dental students who get to do it, usually they the average is just over one if they did. And there's some schools obviously have a lot more opportunities than others, depending on the other programs, but. And that, I think that's kind of the, the challenge, right? And, and, and with that, you know, Patrick, I think people get out into practice and there's just fear, right? I mean, if it's, if it's a procedure you haven't had a chance to do a lot, you know, I mean, things can be intimidating. Simple things like, you know, suturing. If you haven't had a lot of chance of, you know, cutting and suturing, that alone can, can be a little intimidating. You know, how do I make sure I get the implant in the right location? And there's, you know, what, Fear of the complications. What if I hit a nerve? What if I hit a sinus? I mean, there's 
there's a lot of these things that I think run through a lot of clinicians' head. Right. And obviously, most importantly, I mean, dentists are typically dentists because they want to do a great, do great work and, and provide a great service to the patients. And so, sure. you know, the fear of, can I do that? You know, can I do this procedure and have a good outcome? So, right. so I think a problem kind of a challenging is, environment. it is yeah, sorry, but, a problem that exists is in building confidence in oneself in dentistry. Right. And obviously people, most people know that I'm not a dentist, but I think what something that happens is somebody takes a course they kind of get a little information, but not really enough to be 100% confident what they're doing. So if they do place an implant in their office, they may go home and not sleep so well that night or the next night. And maybe that feeling is like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to experience that feeling again. So they're kind of done with implants, right? They, 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 they don't continue on with them. They start, you know, sending them out. I think that happens. I think also just the way we are as humans is, you know, it's a weakness to not ask for help. It's a weakness to not admit that it's difficult to ask for help, right? So I think a lot are afraid to go out there and go, hey, how do you get really confident and really assured in what you're doing here so that you, you do sleep well at night? You're not up worrying about that, that patient and that outcome. So how do you do that? How do you go from maybe, you know, placing half an implant in dental school, right? One out of two, only do one, to like really just going, wow, I've got this handled. I know what I'm doing and be very confident in, in what you're doing. What's the way to get there with, without putting patients at risk? Yeah, and I think it's really the most important thing I think comes down to, yeah, obviously, like anything else, you want to get training, right? So right. getting some good training um, where you get some good hands-on experience. But the challenge even traditionally that we, I, we've seen over the last number of years is, you know, the kind of the numbers of doctors in the United States who want to start placing implants but don't has stayed pretty level for a long period of time, which which tells me a lot of people want to get into it. They want to get into it, but they just kind of don't quite get over the hump. You know, we you see a lot of doctors who just like you said, they'll go to a course, get excited, but then come home and it's like, oh yeah, sleepless night, I'm stressed. I don't know if I'm really quite ready to get started. Where do I start? And you know couple months after the course, if you haven't put stuff into action, it's kind of gone anyway. And then you kind of almost need to start over. So right. I also feel like I see a lot of clinicians who kind of go through this circle, you know, get excited, go to training, get excited, but don't quite start, wait some time, start feeling less comfortable, but want to do it. So they'll go to another training and, and they kind of just go through this. So I think the magic thing that I is really case selection, you know, going through some training and then being selective on the cases, right? I mean, you don't need to jump into a difficult case right out of the gate. You shouldn't jump into a difficult case right out of the gate. But if you understand case selection, there are ways to get started. And I think the most important thing is to do it quickly after you get training. If you find good training, then when you're as soon after you do that training as possible, try to find a case that you feel comfortable with and get started, right? That you can sure. do safely and, you know, don't jump into the difficult stuff. But I see that as kind of the biggest issues, the doctors who just do that first case and then push through to the second case. Because the first one is stressful, like you said, you know, you worry right. at the end of the day, man, I hope everything's okay. But in reality, when done correctly, there's an awful lot of things can be controlled. And, uh, and that's, I think, that what I see is the people who just get started. And from there, it just becomes, okay, what, you know, how advanced do I want to get into this? I mean, 
there are specialists for a reason. There are cases that, you know, you're going to want to have a periodontist, have an oral surgeon do, but there are an awful lot of cases that can be done, you know, very well by the general yeah. dentist with less stress for the patient, less hassle. Yeah. But the, the kickers get started. <laughs> I think that's yeah. number one is start. And, and, you know, I work with a decent amount of specialists. I work with a decent amount of prosthodontists, periodontists, oral surgeons. And one thing that I think is important and just for dentists to know is, for general dentists to know, is that those difficult cases, when you do send those difficult cases out to that specialist, when you get stuck on one that seemed like it was going to be a pretty cut and dry case and it's not, they're there for you, right? So you've got a great back and forth relationship. I think some dentists start to think like, hey, if I stop referring out my implants, then I don't have a specialist to turn to and to trust. Some of them are tough cases, right? They're, they're okay with that and, and, and let them be there for you whenever you get um, into a problem. Speaking of uh, having someone there to help you, tell us how can DIO implant help? So how, can, how are you supporting dentists? How are you supporting procedures and helping them navigate these waters? Oh yeah, no, thanks for asking that too. And, and that I think kind of gets to the second part of that, right? Get started. But then use technology. I mean, where you're coming out, technology is a great equalizer, right? When it comes to a various amount of clinical experience. And it certainly isn't going to solve every problem and just mean that you can haphazardly start jumping into things. But the use of technology can significantly reduce and, elim and, and eliminate a lot of the things that are stressful that keep people up at night. The, the stress of Suturing, suturing. Did I get it in the right place? Was I too close to the adjacent root? Was, you know, is it deep enough? Is it, you know, uh, you know, all of these things that am I going to go into the sinus or not? And if I am, am I prepared for that? Technology is a great equalizer. And today the, the tools that are available, available are incredible. You know, cone beam technology is very common and in, in a lot of practices today. And it's applicable for a lot of different procedures from just, you know, answering just routine you know, diagnostic questions to root canals and obviously placing implants. And so what we do at DO to use that technology as kind of an equalizer is, is we allow doctors to take a cone beam scan. They can simply upload that scan to our web portal, secure web portal, along with a digital impression, or they can even mail us an impression if they don't have an intro impression scanner, but ideally they would have both. They upload those to us, fill out a quick prescription form on, you know, where they want the final restoration to be, where the implant's going to go. And then our expert planners will actually, you know, prosthetically plan backward from where do we think the ideal location is for this tooth to end up. It's going to look and function as natural as possible. And then we do the work of working backwards and deciding, okay, this means this is where the implant should go. This is the size of implant we recommend. Yes, it's going to be into the sinus, and here's how you're going to deal with it, or no, it's not going to be. And the doctor then, without having to know how to do all of the software manipulations themselves, they just get a notification that our plan's ready for them, and they can review that online and seeing the full three-dimensional plan. And if that's something they like, they just basically check a box and say, yeah, I like what you've got planned. If they want to change, they can request a change. Um, very simple and streamlined for the doctor's time, um, flexible as far as when they want to approve it. They don't have to interrupt their day to talk with somebody at a lab um, when they want to be with the patient. Um, they can just do it at their convenience. And then DO, we, we actually will fabricate the surgical guide. We will 
insert and send them a box that has the right size implant, the surgical guide, if they want to do an immediate temporization, we actually have a pre-made custom abutment and a temporary crown with a screw retained access hole and a step-by-step -step drilling protocol. But the result is by using that technology, again, those things I mentioned are the fears, suturing, usually not a factor. The vast majority of these things can be done flapless without an incision or sutures. You know, don't have to worry about depth and angulation and position because um, that's already planned out ahead. All of the variables that usually stress you out, you know, you're able to look at ahead of time. And again, it's just an excellent equalizer for various amounts of clinical experience and to kind of get started and, and know what case is going to be safe. You know, as I mentioned, you know, the trick to doing it is getting started, but obviously everybody wants to do it in a way that's going to be safe for the patient and have excellent outcomes. And that technology, you know, can do that. It can help you know, you know what you're getting into, have you know, the outcome that you plan for ahead of time. And it makes, you know, a, a faster procedure for the patient too. Incidentally, these procedures typically, and once a patient's anesthetized, you know, for a single implant, you, you might be talking 10 minutes of doctor time. Sure. Um, so it's, it's a pretty fast procedure too. But anyhow, the, the, the short answer, I think, is, to the question, Patrick, is I think it's technology. Um, yeah. And technology and, 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 you know, education, and then just getting started and, at whatever paces people are comfortable with. Yep. Makes sense to me. Website again is dioimplant.com. It's dioimplant is, is your company. Matt, let me ask you this last question. I'll have you keep it a couple minutes or, or less. What's the process look like to get started with you? If a, if a general dentist is listening to this and like, Hey, I want to give these guys a try, check them out. What does that look like? What's the, what's the way to get going? Oh, awesome. So you can reach out. So we actually have, you can go to our website at doimplantusa.com so doimplantusa.com and look for the you know and, and get in touch with us do is actually also available through patterson dental so patterson dental is actually a distributor for do so you can also reach out to your local patterson representative and ask them about do navi and we can kind of hold people's hand from there we can you know we have the access to various different types of courses. Some we put on and some affiliated courses we have to get, you know, simple classroom training to very advanced, you know, 10, 12, 15, you know, live implants on a live patient, depending on what experience people want to jump into and and the the starter positions that they need. But, you know, to get started with something like DioNavi, you're basically looking at a couple of surgical kits that match the protocol that we send. And, you know, it's six, six, seven thousand dollars to get started potentially and get going and, and start placing those implants. And, you know, and, and the average DioNavi doctor, by the way, goes from placing zero implants to our average after 90 days is placing just over four implants per month. So and, and having a blast doing it with great outcomes. So getting started is not hard, but Patterson Dental, DioImplantUSA.com and just let us know. And, We'll have our local people get in touch with you. So. Thanks so much, Matt. We appreciate you being here. Can't wait to have you back. Yeah, thanks, Patrick. Always appreciate it. Thanks.